Welcome to the Angel Wing LLC and welcome to the Quantum Transformation Program that is part of the Angel Wing LLC. This organization is founded uh, and led by Dr. Chetna Kripalu. Uh, my name is Sachin Karnik. I am the first volunteer uh, in the Quantum Transformation Program. This recording uh, or this talk is a contemplation on the ongoing topics in the Sunday evening dialogues. Uh, so today I am going to um, present to you my perspective and thoughts on consciousness. So before we get into that, uh, if anyone would like more information about the Quantum Transformation Program or me, that is Sachin Karnik, please do contact Angel Wing and we can get that information to you. All right. This word consciousness, first of all, is a word. It is part of our language. This word has been defined and thought over for millennia. Every tradition and language has the similar word that refers to our sense of being alive, aware. It refers to the first person experience of the me that is experiencing the phenomena that is available to us. Now, let's break that down carefully to try to understand that a little bit better. For example, if you're holding an apple in your hand, you are experiencing it. For example, if I'm holding an apple, I'm experiencing the apple in multiple ways. Through my sense of touch, sight, perhaps smell, if it has a certain smell. I can even kind of tap my finger on it and I can hear a sound. And then, of course, if I put the apple in my mouth and chew on it, I have the sense of taste also which is the main thing, perhaps. But there is a multi-sensory experience of the apple. Now, who is actually experiencing this? Is the experiencer simply a type of illusion that is generated by the brain? Is that the case? There are philosophers and thinkers today as well as many neuroscientists who believe that that is exactly what's going on. That the sense of the me that is experiencing the apple, the experiencer of the apple, is an illusion projected from the brain. And that is called an epiphenomena. That is also called an emergent quality. Now, we'll get into these terms a little bit later. But just imagine for a moment, let's see if we can try to understand this through the analogy of a computer. We all have computers, desktops, laptops, even iPhones are types of computers, smartphones. The hardware of a computer is like our brain. The electricity flowing through the computer, the electricity flowing through the hardware is power, it's energy. And the program that is loaded into the hardware is 
essentially another form of form of energy but it is embedded within the hardware and then whatever what is projected on the screen is based on the program if there is nothing in the hardware there's just electricity flowing through it there cannot be anything projected on the screen so many philosophers and thinkers and neuroscientists will believe or are believing or are stating based on extensive research that the mind is like the projection on the screen that is created from the program within the hardware so our brain is like the hardware of a computer that is active there's energy flowing through it electrochemical energy flowing through it which is a highly complex process with neurotransmitters etc and electricity of course and and the programming is really the flow of information within the brain that is present based on the experience dependent maturation of the neurons so the experiences that are occurring in life are actually neuronal connections that are encoded and stored and then when you combine them all together there is this experience of the mind there is this experience of seeing an apple and then further there is an experience of me seeing the apple and according to the physicalist position empiricist position or hard empiricism as it is known in philosophy that this is only a physical phenomena that is projecting the mind so the sense of me the sense of the mind the thoughts and emotions and feelings and all the experiences we tend to have these are projections from the brain only and there's quite a bit of evidence to suggest that that is the case now i'm not going to tell you in this particular talk what my position is on this we'll get to that later uh and we are encouraging everyone you know from the angel wing program anyone listening to this to reflect individually and in groups and in small groups and come up with your own vision of this which will eventually lead to self mastery so we'll get to all that much later on we really want to just lay the foundation for the various positions and so that so that we can begin to understand each other using the same language and what the great philosophers and psychologists and thinkers and and scientists have said so far about this the amount of research done on this is so extensive it, it, i could spend multiple lifetimes talking about it and we would only scratch maybe 10% of the material it's just that extensive so we don't have multiple lifetimes we have limited time to really understand this as clearly as possible all right so to continue the question is simply is our sense of being conscious having experiences from the senses the sense of our own mental power is all of that an illusion generated by the mind as an epiphenomena so take the computer analogy again to understand this word epiphenomena take the computer analogy that when you are using powerpoint or microsoft word or the internet or any of that any program on your computer is there actually anything there well the only thing that's really there are is just electricity organized in various patterns based on the screen that's present 
And that's all that's really there. There's really no substance to anything. For example, if you see a waterfall on your screen, like Niagara Falls, you're seeing a video of Niagara Falls on YouTube, let's say. Is that really Niagara Falls? Well, no, of course not. It's, a, it's an electrical uh, representation based on certain programming and patterning of that image. It's an image that's been captured, that's been played. So actual Niagara Falls is something different from, the, from that image. So similarly, all mental phenomena, is it of this type? Is it an epiphenomena? Is it a projection from the brain? Is it a creation of the brain, an illusion created by the brain? Just as there is a Niagara Falls on the screen, a YouTube video, you can put Niagara Falls on YouTube, you can see hundreds of videos perhaps. Is that actually Niagara Falls? No, obviously not. It is a projection based on some programming. And then, of course, based on some recording. So there is Niagara Falls somewhere. And then there is this recording of it and then playing of it. And then we're watching it. So what we're watching, is, is, is that an illusion of Niagara Falls or a reflection of Niagara Falls? Well, one thing is clear, at least logically, that that is not the Niagara Falls. It, it is a picture, an image. It is a video of Niagara Falls. So, so what is the difference between the video and the actual thing? Well, the actual thing that is in reality is there. And then everything else that we are seeing on the screen or pictures or whatever we have, it's all secondary images only. Well, all right. So that's the... Now look at this analogy. Is there only actually just the brain? Physical process that has been detected by us also using our mind that's where the empirical position comes in that there's only material reality and if that's the case then what we consider to be mind is some type of a projection it's a projection it's a it's an illusion it's it doesn't have any real existence to it is that the case so we're going to leave that question just like that first before anybody tries to answer the question my humble request is to just sit with this question openly. That is why we move into dialogue. And we haven't really not gone into this in our dialogue yet. Uh, maybe at some, some point we will at some point. Although the word consciousness has been used on multiple occasions by various people in various ways. So to sit with this question that is the mind a projection, an illusion or an epiphenomena or an emergent quality. All of this means the same thing. An emergent quality, an epiphenomena, an illusion, something that is that appears to have a certain reality, but it actually doesn't have any reality. Just like the Niagara Falls on the YouTube that's being played doesn't have any actual reality. You touch the screen, there's nothing. You cannot touch any water. There's nothing there actually except the screen. Similarly, if I try to touch the mind, the, the physicalists will say that there is only the brain. You're only the brain is there. But then why do I experience an apple? How do I experience that? So this first person experience that I have, Sachin has that first person experience of seeing that red apple. So that experience, my own experience, that is my first person experience, that is called qualia, Q-U-A-L-I-A. 
This is the term technically used in philosophy of mind. Now I'm going to introduce another term here. That is called solipsism. S-O-L-I-P-S-I-S-M. Solipsism means what? I experience this apple, the trees, the clouds. How do I know that you're experiencing that? Or even the same thing. How do I even know if you're experiencing anything? I have direct experience of my own reality. I can assume that you're experiencing the same thing, but that's an assumption on my part. And I can try to draw logical arguments based on neurological process and the various cranial nerves and whatnot. I can, on that basis, I can try to create, construct an argument philosophically that says that, yes, you are also experiencing the color red just the way I'm experiencing it too. But... That's an argument. That's a mental, you know, that is a, a logical argument or some type of logical argument that one can make. So solipsism is the philosophical position that only I know what is in my experience. I, and, I, and I exist that much I'm sure of, but I'm not sure of anything else. I cannot be sure that you are experiencing something different from me. I cannot even be sure of your existence separate from mine. That is called solipsism. It's one heck of an idea. And if you go into this, we want to sit with this also. That is that possible? Is that what's going on? Like even right now I'm talking, recording this audio. There's a beautiful park. I'm sitting in, the, in my car actually right now. And there's a very nice park here. And I'm planning on going for a walk in just a few minutes after I'm done with this recording. So right now, whatever is in my purview is in my purview. The trees, there's some cars going by. There's a nice walking pathway. There's a green grass. The sun is shining. There's a couple of clouds. All that kind of thing is there. So, whose experience is this? Well, I will say that it's my experience, Sachin's experience. All right. So, let's start with that. This is my experience. This is in my purview. All right. Is it true that if someone was to give me anesthesia, just hypothetically, just where I am, somehow some anesthetic was given, my experience will change. Is that true or not? Then this, whatever I'm experiencing right now, the world outside, the trees, the beautiful sky, the sun, the cars, all this thing, the rocks, all of this experience will go away. And I may not have any experience under anesthesia. Or I may have some other experience, like a dream of some sort. Or some, or some people even have out-of-body experience. Something different happens. So if I don't have this experience anymore of the world outside, does that mean that the world is still there or is the world gone? Now, from my first-person point of view, the world is not there anymore. I'm in some different frame of mind. I'm seeing something else or I'm not seeing anything at all. There's nothing, there's just a blankness in the, under anesthesia. But, but am I even aware of that blankness? Or there's nothing in the blankness, there's no awareness, of, there's just nothingness. Is that, is that possible? Some people have reported that, and some people have reported some unbelievable experiences under anesthesia. But the fact is, or at least we can say, I don't want to use the word fact yet, we can say that what, I was, what I'm experiencing now, with my five senses being awake and being conscious of this experience of, of sitting in my car and sitting, sitting here, that experience changes. So does that mean that this experience that I'm having right now 
actually is a generated phenomenon of the brain. Because if I change the chemicals in the brain through anesthesia or, or whatever, some other approach also, that the experience changes. Is that evidence that what we are experiencing is created by the brain based on inputs in the brain? I will leave you with this contemplation as of now. We will continue this contemplation much further. There's so much to be said about this. This is the big subject of consciousness. And there are phenomenal practical applications in this. We will get to all of that. How does that relate to the angel wing vision, mission? Uh, And then so many things. But to begin this kind of contemplation, this is how we begin. Uh, I would encourage you to listen to many, many videos and audios on this that are available online. They're quite profound. You have to go slow with it. Uh, and this is a question for dialogue. So you, you see what I, where I've left this recording as of right now. That is the brain generating the mind? And here's just one simple example that if I go under anesthesia or anybody goes under anesthesia, what they were experiencing before is gone and something different is experienced or nothing is experienced or out of body is experienced or something different is going on. Is that because the brain chemicals have changed and now the brain is projecting something different and that projection is just that and the one who is experiencing it, the person who says, I'm experiencing this, that itself is a projection of the brain. So there's really nothing like you as such. It is just a flux. It is just a fabricated constructed thing from the brain is that so that there's no mind there's no soul there's no there's nothing nothing different from the physical process of the brain is that the case what do you think i leave you with this contemplation as of now we will get into this in much much more depth as we practically move through this one step at a time All right, so thank you very much. For more information, please go to theangelwing.com. We do have Sunday evening dialogues uh, from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. And uh, if anybody wants to engage in a more intricate discussion about this, please contact Angel Wing, and we can certainly set those times up also. We're, We're planning on having some smaller groups for people who are deeply interested in these questions. Thank you very much.